This episode of the Behind the Mask podcast is sponsored by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting a real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, or sneakers and streetwear that make every step feel fly. Remember that first style piece or luxury item you just had to have? How did it make you feel when you finally got it? These days, to know for sure you're getting the real deal, go straight to eBay. When you're searching, just look for that blue check mark. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. Why is this the new way to shop? eBay is where you can find rare, limited-run pieces and special colorways you can no longer find in stores. Listen, when you're finally ready to buy that thing you love, you have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere, and it's real tough to tell the difference for yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also for real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You know, in today's world... It seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for any unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you will feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Behind the mask. Two, what's happening, my boy? What's good, family? Another day in paradise. You know what it is? And I look like paradise, don't oh, I, Doc? There we go. Don't I? There we go. Don't you even dare think about coming inside of the studio with nothing orange and blue on. Nickelbockers, man. You know what it is. Nick's take. Doing better than the Hawks this year. We ain't talking about... For right now, we anyway. We ain't talking about NBA Settle basketball down. quite yet. We ain't there yet. <laughs> we ain't there yet because we have a bigger problem, bigger fish to fry. Facts, facts. And you want to know what it is? Yes, you do. College football. Mm-hmm. NIL and also the transfer portal both go hand in hand. Yeah. You can't talk about one without the other. And it's a problem. I'm not going to let everybody know how I'm feeling on it yet. But for a lot of people out there, we talk about the audience. We, we heard everybody asking, hey, man, y'all need to at least address something on the NIL transfer portal. Mm-hmm. And you look at over the landscape of college football the past 10 years since the CFP existence. 2014, all the way up now to 2024, eight out of the 10 years, there has been an SEC team competing for a championship. We ain't mad at that. And this prior year, we ain't mad at that at all. This prior year was hurtful. Yeah. It's making me panic a little bit, too. (laughs) It's close to my heart. As you know, I do commentary for... ESPN, mm-hmm. SEC Network, mm-hmm. and we talk about this all the time, the dominance. So now that we didn't make an appearance in the college football playoff, everybody want to have a reason. So we're here to debunk the myth about the NIL mm-hmm. and also the transfer portal. Yeah, they do go hand in hand. And like you said, we have fans, we have our BTM audience. I've even had former coaches, my high school coach, Coach Al, Coach Nall used to coach me at Ole Miss before he went to Auburn. Getting into that in a second. But well, he came to a good school. 
No Whatever, shit. man. But listen, man. So <laughs> we had the coaches call me asking our opinions about the NIL transfer portal. How kids are able to, one, get paid now legally. You know, back when Spice was going to Auburn. Anyway, so how, ki- <laughs> how kids are able to get paid now, obviously, for their name, image, and likeness. And if a student athlete doesn't feel like they're appreciated, they don't feel like, you know what, I'm getting enough playing time. Back in our days, we had to thug it out. We had to gut it out until it was, for me at least, until it was time for me to get on the field, which took my red shirt year, red shirt freshman year, then my sophomore, red shirt sophomore year, I started playing. You know it took I mean? that long? No, See, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, right? That was a little but, shot. Yeah, it was a shot. It's a, because I changed positions from tight end to, to offensive line. line. But similarly yeah. to that, if you go to college now, if I'm a tight end and I don't like offensive linemen like I, I didn't back then, and they move me to offensive line, I don't have to stay anymore. Why? Because they got this thing called a transfer portal. I don't have to wait two, three years to touch the field. Why? Because they got this thing called a transfer portal, Spikes. And I think that people are kind of up in arms because I've heard fans say they don't like, they don't have an opportunity to, to build a, a camaraderie with the, the particular player. Yeah. The player doesn't have time to have loyalty to a university or to a team. But my thing is, man, ain't no loyalty. Ain't no loyalty anyway. It's no loyalty from the coaches. Coaches move around every figure? year. Coaches move around every year. And not necessarily a head coach. Yeah. But if you're a position coach and I'm making, I don't know, $200,000 a year, great money, don't get me wrong. But then we have a successful season. Another program says, now nah, we want you to be our head coach. One is upward mobility in terms of my profession. Two, that comes with a raise. You're going to leave. It's a business decision. I think the student athletes now with the NIL, with the transfer portal, they now have that empowerment to look out for their immediate future. So honestly, bro, I don't got no no problem with the landscape. I know the SEC didn't win this year. You Auburn guy, I'm an Ole Miss guy, but yo, this is part of the part of the lifestyle, man. It's, it, this is the landscape of college football today. Get with it or get left behind. Yeah, and that's the big thing. And and for me, I feel somewhat of. I mean, I feel the same way. Mm. As much as I would have loved to say, you know what, Ma, Daddy. Man, go ahead and take a couple of days off a week, <laughs> getting this NIL deal. Oh, my God. Take a couple of days off. It didn't happen. But now when you look at the landscape, this is clearly a reality, not just for college football, but it's a reality for the kids too. Mm-hmm. And you get a lot of players who see it, and we always think when you're out of the game, man, just imagine if that was us. Right. And then the next part of it is, looking at it from a big picture and you say, okay, who has a problem with it? And it's a lot of the, you know, the fans, because the fans have the loyalty of, to the players Mm -hmm. and to the university. University. And then when all of that decides to come to a close, that's when it's a big problem, especially when it comes to bowl time, Mm -hmm. when the bowl games are played, that's when fans feel (laughs) like, oh, now you just don't get up and leave. Yeah. That's really kick it time for all the fans. Everybody got a little time off. Uh-huh. It's your last hoorah to celebrate the team before mm-hmm. you go dormant mm-hmm. for another few months before it starts up again. But when you look at this and you see the college football season during the bowl time and players leave. Florida State. You, Florida State, for an example. Big time example. <laughs> uh, the big D lineman, Fisk. Mm-hmm. He's one beneficiary of it. Mm-hmm. 
He transferred from Western Michigan, came to Florida State, and boy, did he put on a yeah, show. Yeah. He dominated across the board, and everybody knew him, not so much throughout the season, even though his play was good, but when they got to the ACC championship game, he took over like a madman possessed. Mm -hmm. And so he benefited off of it. It gave him more exposure. So I know the people hated it at Western Michigan, but they also had to salute him because yeah. anytime you get an opportunity to enhance the platform that you already have by more eyes and attention watching, and then you play well at a Power 5 conference, yeah. what is it to be mad about? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't understand. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, and we think about Florida State, because that's the most recent history, you saw, what was it, 10, 10 of their top players didn't <laughs> compete in the bowl game. No shade to the Florida State fans out there. But again, this is the landscape of college football now, right? So if you have an opportunity, and I had this conversation this past weekend, if you have an opportunity as a student athlete to play in a bowl game, right? But it's an otherwise meaningless bowl game, right? Meaningless meaning that you're not going to win a national championship. Basically, it's one more game. Yep. But you know you have an opportunity to go to the NFL after that, right? You really don't owe the university anything else. You did your two, three, four years. You did your time already. So this one extra game, I don't understand how fans get up in arms about, oh, he's not playing, these guys are not playing. Yo, you've seen him for three, four years. What's the big deal? This one game ain't going to hurt, help or hurt, particularly that player. Now, if it's a if there are national championship implications, I get it. You want them to play for, you know, university to win a national championship. And nine times out of ten, a student athlete is not going to miss a chance at a national championship to skip it to go to the NFL. Not at all. But... If you're a Caleb Williams at USC and you're playing in the, you know, the Holiday Bowl on December 26th, what is that doing for you? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely You know what nothing. the only thing it's going to do for you? Please it, tell. The only thing a bowl game will do for a top-tier prospect going into the NFL is expose your weaknesses. Because you play in your conference for years, right? In bowl games, typically you play against another top-tier team from another conference. Right, they're scouting you. They have their best players going against you as one of the best players. You're going to get their best. Every you, week. You are going to get exposed if you don't play well. And what is that going to do, Spikes? That's going to drop your draft stock. So what am I going to play in a game on December 16th, 26th, 30th, just to, to get another bowl game in? Now, if I'm a mid-tier player like I was, you know, fifth-round draft pick, yeah, I played in the, in the games because I needed that. Yeah, I you needed, needed to show against up against competition, the, right? There you go, against top-tier competition that I can play at the next level. But then even look at a, a Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams or the top draft picks, they go to the combine, they don't lift weights and do all of the, the, the 40 running and all of that, they don't throw the quarterbacks, they don't senior bowl, they go just do the interviews, right? And then what do they do? They go back to their college and then have their pro day where the environment is controlled. Control chaos. Control chaos. It's calm because you know your quarterback is thrown to you or your receiver's out there. You know the, the routines. You're not worried about the additional pressure. Nah, you did. You control the, the variables, all the different variables that you can have. So guess what? You draft me, you ain't going to find out my weaknesses until, <laughs> until I've already got that check, got that bag. And agents are doing it. The coaches down in college football are doing it. They don't even draft. They don't even look to high school kids anymore. So if you want to start somewhere, start with the NCAA, start with the colleges, because again, college coaches have literally told me when I took my daughter to camps, we are looking in the transfer portal first. Why? Because they want a student athlete that knows the ropes, that knows the routine, that knows 
what time I have to wake up to go to training before I go to class to come back and then go to practice and come back well, and study. Dude, they want that as opposed to a high school kid that they have to teach the ropes. Coaches are it's lazy called now. development. Coaches don't want to develop no more. That's that's my point. The coaches in college, they literally, I've, I've heard this with my own ears out of a college coach's mouth. Co- college coach's mouth. They do not want to take the time to develop the kids anymore. Why? Because their jobs are on the line year in and year out. They don't have time to wait two, three years. So if the college coaches don't have time to wait two, three years, why would a player wait two, three years to get on the field? And then also to that, nicely done, Tuton. I want to say that. (laughs) Nicely done, sir. Thank you, sir. Also to add to that is another reason why they won't play in a bowl game that doesn't mean anything is because you put yourself at risk Mm -hmm. for being injured and hurt. I remember my last year when I played at Auburn, I knew it was an opportunity for me to, to go to the NFL, and I didn't, didn't have any intentions on going mm-hmm. until I was going. <laughs> I but I, I had to set out and get a life, not a life insurance policy, but a policy, yeah, a policy on me yeah. for in case, of injury. in case of injury. And so it's, it's no different for them. Like, why risk it? When you're about to go get the real bag. Yeah. NIL money, like, is good money. Mm-hmm. But that NFL money, man, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? That's yeah, generational listen. money. Facts. Right. That changes everything. Yep. You know what I mean? So that's the most important thing is keeping that into play. And then also, one person or several people told me that they didn't like the idea because, well, why are they leaving? Because the school gave them a, a scholarship. Mm-hmm. And I had to remind them, well, that scholarship has to be renewed every year. Every year anyway, yeah. Yeah, so you still have to meet your obligation in a 12-month time period in order for that to be signed off again. Yeah. Now, the chances of it happen happening, maybe not highly likely to happen, yeah. but it's in there. It so happen. you have to acknowledge that it's in there and you have to understand. And the thing that I... I love about it more than anything is forcing the student athlete to become a business man at a much younger yeah, age. Yeah. One of the things that I hate about what we don't do as a prerequisite or just a standard requirement coming up, especially in high school, is just learning how to handle money. Yeah. And, you know, we teach We talk about finding ways to get to the money, but it's about financial security and Mm -hmm. understanding how to manage your financials. And I hate the fact that we don't have that in place when we do get the opportunity to get the big NIO deals. That's the only critique that I would say some parameters need to be put behind it. Yeah, From that, I'm not saying no kid don't deserve it, because, hell, if I was in that position, I'd listen, I'd be screaming the same thing. Mm-hmm. But the more that we can equip the young athlete, student athlete, with understanding, hey, man, you're bigger than just going out here, getting high fives and getting interceptions. Mm-hmm. Like, this is your opportunity to become legendary. Right. And this is your opportunity to set your family up for a lifetime. So take the proper steps that's needed in order to be successful later in life. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I think that financial literacy piece is is key when you're talking about giving a 20, 21-year-old six figures. 
or whatever an NIL deal may look like. This episode of the Behind the Mask podcast is brought to you by Mickey D's. All the best nights end with a bite from Mickey D's. Whether it's after a game or a night out with the crew, Mickey D's is always the move. My go-to is the spicy crispy chicken sandwich. And you know I gotta have the vanilla milkshake with that. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna make a Mickey D's run right after this episode, and you should too. Everyone's got their own Mickey D's moments. Go on and make some more delicious memories. We look no further. We just talked about it a few episodes ago. Uh, Nick Saban retiring, right? Yeah. Uh, SEC, six championships at Alabama, one at LSU. He retired, and then I think it was, what, six, seven players, something like that, immediately jumped into the transfer portal. They were like, you know what? Coach is gone. I'm gone. And that's similar to what I was talking about. Imagine... I'm a student athlete. You're a coach. You come into my house in my living room, like we in the BTM lounge right now. You're telling my parents that I'm going to be here. I'm going to make sure your young man is good for the next three, four years. However long he stays, he's going to be with me. I'm going to treat him like he's my own. Da, 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 da. Next year, you get an opportunity and you leave or you retire, right? Mm-hmm. As a parent, how would you feel? Slighted. Like you got got. Yeah. Especially think about me. I came from literally from New York City. Inner city Queens. Listen, Lily Pearl will cut, cut your cut, cut. ass out. She <laughs> might be on the road coming to gut you. That's what I'm talking about, man. Like, think think about that. Think about that landscape for people that really have an issue with players kind of leaving. Right? Yep. If you were a parent, I came from Queens, New York to Oxford, Mississippi, right? Imagine, mind you, I switched from tight end to offensive line, so I did want to leave, but it was no transfer portal or anything like that, I would have had to sit out. Like back in the days when we played, if you transferred from D1 to D1, you had to sit out of here. Right. Right. You had to clear, get cleared and all of this stuff. My coach, my high school coach was like, nah, you better stay there. You still have a scholarship. You have opportunity to play SEC ball. Stay there and gut it out like you've been doing. This is a different time. I did that. It worked out for me. This is a different time, right? So now, again, if you're a four or five star athlete, Alabama recruits you, a year later, your coaches leave because if Nick Saban is going, you better believe half of his coaching staff is going to be going too because the new coach that came from Washington is going to bring his staff in. Yep. It's just the way of the game. So if all of your coaches are leaving, why wouldn't a player leave? Why wouldn't a player say, you know what? I'm going to make a business decision like Isaiah Bond did. He went from Alabama to Texas. Yep. I'm going to make a business decision to go over here. I don't care how many years I played here at Alabama. No. The mystique is no longer there when it comes to college football for one particular university. We talked about SEC not being in the championships. Now, you have Alabamas, you have Georgias, that just because they have that name, a other school could say, you know what, nah, we're going to offer the same thing. You a four- or five-star player, you don't have to wait two, three years over here. You can come on over here, you can play right away, and you can get the bag. If I'm a 17-, 18-year-old, 19-year-old player, I'm jumping ship too, bro. That's... Because this is 30 years from when we, you know, got recruited and we played. It's a different time, a different landscape. And I know my guy, Road Ty Willie, down there in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, he's not going to like it because he doesn't like paying the players. He loved Nick Saban, but it's a new time. Willie, bro, you got to come jump on board, man. This is the way the landscape is right now. Man, did you... Road Ty Willie? Blitz, Bama, Blitz. <laughs> That's I can't guy, even lie. I do enjoy watching you, though. <laughs> That's dog. my guy, man. I, I enjoy watching you guys. Yeah, man. We got to get him on the show, man. I definitely got to get him on the show. No, it's definitely a must. Yeah. I, also, to that, when you look at a big picture, you talked about the outstanding freshman from last year, Caleb Downs, All-American, won the, the, the um, 
freshman of the year mm-hmm. award. Mm-hmm. He was everything to Alabama secondary. One mm-hmm. of the most versatile secondary players to play. And as a freshman, he never looked like it. Yeah. And so now he has entered the portal. You mentioned that. And that's a big hit. When you look yeah. at Alabama secondary, four out of the five starters are now gone. Yeah. Two went on to the NFL. The other two are now in the portal. Only leaves one that's left. And so a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Coach Kalen DeBoer, new head coach mm-hmm. of the Alabama Crimson Tide. What is he going to do? How can he continue to bring in great players, especially with you not being from the South? Yeah. I think he is a hell of a coach. Mm-hmm. But, you know, time will tell how he gets through this period coming up when we talk about the portal, the NIL, and being able to retain Mm -hmm. the most important players on his team. Now, I hear you talking about that, and you don't, I know you don't mind talking about Caleb Down, but let's let's go over to your alma mater, Ole Miss, and let's talk about Quinshawn Jenkins. The outstanding running back who threatened to break Herschel Walker's rushing record as a rookie, as a freshman. Mm-hmm. You know, came back and gave him another 1,100 yards the second yeah. year. Yeah. So he actually took his talents on to Ohio State. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Because it <laughs> clearly at, at Ole Miss, they y'all got it figured out. Lane yeah. Kiffin has it figured out. Yeah, He's absolutely. been dipping and dabbing into the portal over the past three years. Yeah. And every year we talk about how in the hell does he do it? Mm-hmm. and actually be successful. And this past year, he was very successful. Yeah, definitely. And shout out to, obviously, Coach Kiffin and the staff down there at Ole Miss. Keith Carter, exceptional athletic director. And I'm going to say, he's, oh. he's, I know, I'm going to tell you why. Because he's progressive in the fact that, one, he's a former student athlete, right? He yep. actually came in the same year I did in 95 and played on the Ole Miss basketball team. He's our age. He gets it. He gets the transition from what, the landscape of the NCAA and college football used to be, and college sports used to be, and what it is now. He's seeing it in real time. You know who's head of our, um, our NIL collective, the Grove Collective? Walker Jones, another student athlete, our age. Played the same time in the SEC as you, as you played, and then when I played. They see the transition happening. So when you have the old guard that's stuck in their ways, used to the success like Alabama had all of these years, they're like, we don't have to pay these kids. We don't have to worry about you transferring out because we're Alabama. We talked about it a few episodes ago. The way they recruited at um, Alabama was they put the signing bonuses up of the first and second round draft picks in their locker room, in the facility. So when kids come in there, you're you're looking at the money anyway. You're looking at the bag anyway. But now, they're like, nah, we can help you get this now, this financial security now, and you can play early. So if, if you're a full five-star linebacker like yourself, stars wasn't out back then, but if you're a top-tier All-American linebacker like yourself, and let's just say you had to sit out a year, you redshirted a year, like you told me, or you took that long to play, imagine you had to play, wait two years to play at Auburn, right? Yeah. But Coach Kiffin came over and said, you know what? Not only do you get a chance to play right now, we're going to compete for the SEC title. We're going to put some money in you and Lily Pearl pockets. We're going to make sure you straight. You ain't got to drive up that beat-up Civic. You can drive a nice Lamborghini or something, you know what I'm saying? Pickup truck, whatever you want to rock. You're going you're gonna to look into that. And it seems like it's a form of exploitation, but what it is is the reality of 
It is. Atlanta, no, no, it seems like it. But I'm going to tell you why it's not. Because one thing about what we're doing at Ole Miss is not just the bag right now. We're actually allowing, not allowing, but helping players have development when you move forward. The network is wide open in terms of whatever you want to do with your major. It's not just like you're getting the money now. Now we're helping set you up for life and success after football. If you make the league, if you don't make the league. It ain't like we're just dropping you off. And you talk about Quinshawn Junkins. Let me tell you something, man. I have no problem with it. I'm going to tell you why. Why? Because you just tell. like we got a Quinshawn Junkins in. What's the kid from... Um, Walter Nolan. Nolan from, from A&M, Texas A&M. You can't dip in a portal and get a Walter Nolan from Texas A&M and be hyped and like, yo, we got the top defensive lineman, five-star recruit, you know, coming in an Ole Miss. And then we lose a top prospect in the Christian Junkins. You can't get mad because that's, and I told some of the fans this on social media, that's the nature of the game right now. So if you're going to play it, you got to, you know. You got you to be able to catch and release. Catch and release. If As Lane Kiffin likes yeah, to say. Yeah, if you're going to pull, you got to be prepared to give away. Like, that's just part of the game right now. So I have no problem with it. And I wish him the best because guess what? The two years that he was at Ole Miss, he was part of putting Ole Miss back on the map. He was part of the success. He had an amazing, amazing peach bowl against Penn State. Laval, be sure. <laughs> I ain't let it go yet. But he's, like, he's still part of Ole Miss's law. So, like, I have no problem with him doing what he felt is best for his future. Because guess what? I told you before, when Tuberville left Ole Miss for Auburn back when we played, he didn't give us no heads up. He was out. He left. Two in the morning. We found out. You know how we found out about it? How did you? You mean Tommy Tuberville didn't give you any heads up? It was, we played Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. Before the game, we, like, we starting to hear the rumors. You know how the kids start to hear yeah. the rumors about We like, damn, yo. You think coach going to leave after the game? Is he really coaching? Da, da, da. So we play the game. We going all out. Coach Donald comes up to us before the game. It's like, there's going to be a time in every man's life where you have to make a decision that's the best decision for you and your family. He said, you may not understand that now because y'all don't have families yet, but one day you will. So me being petty too, I'm like... You're what? my family, coach. No, no. He, he, like he was. Dr. Pepper commercial. Nah, I was like, yo, you leaving, ain't you? <laughs> it's like you leaving He's like Nah man I'm not saying I'm leaving da, da, da. So me Terrence Metcalf Derek Burgess We all lock and miss uh, Keidre Vincent All went to the NFL top way We all sitting there like Damn the coaches Are probably really leaving Right Tuberville Literally we found out Two in the morning Cause after the game What do you do Stay up all night You may hang out You watch sports center Right Tommy Tuberville Takes the deal from Auburn, he's now going to be the head coach at Auburn, leaving Ole Miss. We found out two in the morning on Sports Center Spikes. Wow. One no team meeting, like at least Coach Prime, like Dion did last year with Colorado when he left for uh, Jackson State. It wasn't no team meeting. It wasn't no heads up, like, hey, guys, this is the opportunity that I'm going to take. Again, you're going to have to make an opportunity, make a, um, a choice like this in your life at some point. It wasn't none of that. So, again, if a coach can do that, I have no problem at all with a player saying, you know what, I'm out for whatever reason. Now, once the player leaves, what he does with that opportunity is on him. If he screws that up, that's your choices, decision, consequences, right? Right. So it's really on them, bro. So I think bottom line is all of that is fine and dandy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people still feel like, well, since the NIL transfer portal, how do we level the playing field? I'll tell you quickly. It's called the transfer portal and also <laughs> led or preceded by NIL. Yeah, yeah. And so now it gives people an opportunity or other teams, universities, an opportunity to come in and say, you know what? Even though we may have been getting outbidded and we can't prove it in previous years, 
<laughs> now that it's legal, we can now bring some money to the table. Yeah, nice. And also, to your point, you can play now versus you're waiting to, to, to follow a 50-year rule that, oh, we don't play freshmen. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you're going to play here, sir. Mm-hmm. And we're going to anoint you as the starter, and we're going to even push you, if you play well enough, to be an award winner, depending on the mm-hmm. position that you play. Right. And so that's how the playing field I see has been leveled. And the more opportunity comes, it's the more opportunity that presents itself as an individual student athlete for you to take advantage right. of. And so it's both ways. You're going to have guys leaving. You're going to have guys coming. But I think the most important part is, is understanding. I think that's part of the reason why Coach Saban decided to leave Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was sick and tired mm-hmm. of having to go to kids. And the first thing I know they probably talked about was, well, how much money how you offer? Yeah. They don't yeah. want to hear about nothing else. <laughs> they just want the bread. Yeah. And I for him, Coach Saban actually, like, he gives a shit. Yeah. And so I think that bothered him a lot. But salute to him. He's gone. New man in charge now, Alabama. We ro- we still rolling the trees on Tuma's Corner. <laughs> Cause he's up out of there. Facts. Which is good stuff, man. So it, that's the solution to everything. I agree. And, and don't don't forget, can't let it be lost. College football, the playoffs, they expanded this year. Yes. So let's not forget. There's a reason why now it's not just the top, what, four or five or uh, six teams. It's 12 teams now. So now those lower tier teams, the, you know, the 12, 10s, 11s, or what have you. Yeah. Those teams that have those top players that have an opportunity to go to the NFL, they're not, but may want to sit out a bowl game because you know what? It's meaningless. They ain't going. They ain't That's going why they should have had it in this year. They had it this year. They ain't going nowhere they now. They ain't going. Why they don't they? play for the biggest prize. For the biggest prize. And that NIL money would transfer, translate into them playing in a national championship or in the playoffs because that's more exposure for the brands. It's all economics at the end of the day. And man. it's incentives. The further you go, mm-hmm. the more exposure mm-hmm. the advertisers get. Mm-hmm. Man, come on. It's economics. NCAA ain't letting that go. Universities ain't letting that go because they get money for it. From NCAA, the TV deal. damn sure ain't. Damn sure ain't letting that go. Negative. The bowl games. Coaches get incentives for winning bowl games, going to bowl games, and winning bowl games. Like, yo, the economics are always there. So if y'all got a beef, don't beef with the players at all. Players are literally just taking the flip side of the coin and making it work for them. Yep. If y'all got beef, take it up with the NCAA. And embrace it. Because trust me, you could be a team that is completely dog shit <laughs> one year, and you can dib and dabble in the portal and be relevant. There it is. There it is. Behind the mask.